Fair and Lava and Floor. I'm Amanda. And I'm Anne. And we're here to talk about everybody's favorite obstacle course game show, Floor is Lava. And this week we are joined by uh, internet creator uh, and mm, resident science expert, Sari Riley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I can be the closest thing to a geologist on this show. Yeah, I mean, uh, bless. We need the help. So, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. I'm ready to vaguely Google things about volcanoes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't warn you that I might say that and like put you on a pedestal as a science person beforehand. So you will just be frantically Googling while we record. I feel like that's the kind of energy this show has. So it makes sense to me. Absolutely. That's the show. That's the energy uh, the show that I co-host has also where Hank will say something. I co-host Slice Road Tangents and Hank will say something. I'm like, I don't know. But then there's <laughs> rapid Googling and a guess. That's that's the soul of science is things that you don't know and then finding them out. Right. That's that's the whole the whole point. Yeah. yeah. That's like the, the scientific process you get taught in second grade. Right. Yeah. It's like hypothesis, question, hypothesis, Google. And then you learn <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to chatting with you about the show. Um, you mentioned while we were getting set up that you had listened to our podcast before you ever watched Floor is Lava. And so I can <laughs> mm -hmm. only imagine what that experience was like. Yeah, <laughs> it was lovely. I think I for some reason in my adult life or in my adult life recently, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I listen to more podcasts or things that I can do while multitasking. So I've listened yep. to your podcast and I have a lot of feelings about the show, but for a long time, I just had a, a picture of what was going on without actually uh, knowing the consistency of the lava or anything. And so I watched one episode from season one and then one episode, the episode that we're talking about today, just for full context, full I love comparison. It. That makes me really happy. <laughs> I really want to know about like what your mental conception was just from hearing us talk about it versus what you actually saw on the show. I don't know if you can convey that at all, but <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, you described the the poor framing device of the first season extremely well, where it was like, what is this separate room going on? Um, my picture of what the obstacles were were completely different. So I listened to the episode that you recorded with Sam. Mm -hmm. who's also one of my co-hosts and mm -hmm. you were talking about like the kitchen level uh in in season one and you were like they jumped on the giant cheese and i was imagining like um like cartoon mouse triangle wedge cheese sitting <laughs> in the middle of the room and uh so I, so i guess that i think i got a pretty good sense of i mean the premise is very simple you don't yeah. touch the floor. The floor is you fall into goo. Um, yeah. But the way that I imagined the obstacles based on how you were describing them were radically different. Like I had no idea how big a room was. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. 
what what kinds of leaps i think i imagine there was more um instead of horizontal movement more like vertical movement of up and down kind Ah, of like a yeah like ninja warrior almost we have to climb up a thing and then jump down and that's where people were face planting yeah uh in watching the show makes sense yeah this episode had a little bit more vertical climbing than your average Mm -hmm. episode i would say um, yeah, because generally speaking, it was very much a horizontal movement for almost all of them. And then this one introduced. So we're in a a cartoonish children's bedroom. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, there was the no, they didn't call it Connect Four. What did they call it? The four, four in, in a, a row, row game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the extra sketchy board. Uh, and then there yes. was like a treehouse in the corner that like mm-hmm. was never really acknowledged that there was just a treehouse inside that you had to climb up to. Uh, but yeah, this one definitely had a lot more vertical, vertical action going on, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you've ever looked at really elaborate rich kids rooms for any reason on Google, <laughs> which I'm not going to justify, but I have. This is not that far <laughs> off. I mean, like having a treehouse in the room, really not that weird. Like there are people out there who have a lot of money and they don't know what to do with it. And, you know, at least some of them, I mean, it, you know, doing something nice for your kid at least is half decent <laughs> as yeah, an option. It's better than buying a Porsche. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've seen some stuff that's not super far off from this, I would say. Yeah, wow. This did remind me of like a HGTV bedroom redesign, mm. like when oh yeah, uh, a, an adult designer goes in and redoes a whole house, and then they ask the kid what their favorite thing is, and it's like, I love race cars, and they turn their bedroom into like a giant racetrack arena with a big bed that looks like a car, and you know they're gonna grow up and hate it at oh, some yeah. point. Yeah, um, but they took the same effect of like, okay. I love floors, lava, and playgrounds, and then turned it into this bedroom. And... I mean, <laughs> I will say, I I absolutely loved that slide that you got to climb through. Yes. Like, Nate and I both, while we were watching it, were just like, oh, that slide is the coolest thing. I want one in my house. <laughs> it's big, like, McDonald's play place or Discovery Zone kind of vibes. I think anybody mm-hmm. who grew up with that kind of stuff is just stoked by this that like i think um i think that i got really excited by this course i'll just leave it at that (laughs) have they ever gone under the lava before i thought that was weird too in the slide it kind of like went into and then back out of yeah i don't think so there's never been anything like that i mean there's never been like going inside of a thing before Mm -hmm. uh it's all been just like climbing on top of at at best uh and so that was an extra little fun thing yeah of it being like you're kind of in the lava in this thing (laughs) yeah exactly yeah very cool uh well let's see so our our first team was called the double bogey brigade which uh from the get-go was like a hilarious name to me because of course a double bogey if you don't know anything about golf i play a lot of golf uh in VR, which is the only reason I know this, uh, uh, double bogey's pretty bad, actually, because <laughs> uh, that's being like too over par or something like that. So like these guys came in with like very, very low expectations for themselves, which I was all about. And yeah, like their their vibe was so great. Like they were clearly like, yeah, we're here to make fun of ourselves. I don't care. Like, let's go. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was great that they were so 
excited <laughs> and like not yeah. worried about being bad. I mean, I don't know a lot about golf either. I would say probably Mario playing golf is maybe my my largest exposure to it as a concept or mini golf. <laughs> but I could tell those weren't great swings, but they were having mm-hmm. a good time. And that's exactly what you want coming into this is I'm going to have a good time one way or the other. Right. Yeah, they definitely charmed me, too. And I got the sense that the golf like shtick uh, <laughs> was just something that they came up with because they had to be more creative than we're just three friends. Right. And like one day they started playing golf together. Not very good. And then they told the producers of the show that, that we, <laughs> yeah. I guess we could be the, the bad golf players. And they were like, yeah. OK, run with that. Wear some polos and you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> they had truly like the least athletic costumes for them out of anyone I've seen on the show. Like normally it's at least like, you know, leggings or yoga pants or gym shorts. And then these guys are like, yeah, I've got a a collared polo and some like khaki (laughs) shorts, like the least useful outfit. Yeah. Was it Darius wearing the actual belt? He had a, one of them had a leather belt on. On their oh my shorts. gosh! Yeah, I didn't. Even <laughs> Which is like, I would not. I would not do that. I'm pretty sure it was Darius. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's wild! Just fully committing to the golf bit, I, which I respect. Yeah. yeah, of course, commit to the golf bit above. Be prepared for an obstacle course because right. who knows how long you're going to last. <laughs> yeah, at least you're going to be the golf kids. Yeah. throughout the whole thing, you're committing to the bit, and like, that's that's got to supersede everything else because. Mm-hmm. You are, in the end, playing competitive floor as lava. Like, you can't take it too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were uh, they were pretty good, all things considered. Like, yeah, I felt like they were like touching base with each other pretty well and stuff like that. But uh, it was mostly I was just in awe of the fact that they were like a little skittish. And also they screamed like kind of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did. Justin in particular. <laughs> yep. Justin was so he wore his heart on his sleeve and his feelings out loud. Yeah. Uh, and was just so <laughs> great of just saying that he's nervous, saying to go more slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and just had great. I think he got the best edit, too, probably because he was so funny. Yeah. But yeah. So many good sound bites from him, just calling other people out or screaming out of fear and excitement in the middle of one of his uh, little acrobatic stunts. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, man, the editors must have loved having him because, like, they were like, yes, you get it and you're great. Um, and I just loved, I mean, yeah, he clearly, his screaming and his reactions were like, of the content of their run as far as what we got to see. And I think that that's perfect. (laughs) Yes. I did love, uh, I did love that when they were on the, the, the seesaw and, uh, Mm -hmm. and Justin was like being the counterbalance so that Jalen could uh, get the, the exit pass that like Jalen gave Justin exactly zero heads up that he was gonna like <laughs> move and so there goes justin like almost flung off and that yeah. was one of the best like you know they edited it they edited it in like three times his reaction to it i was like this is <laughs> art i love it so good 
Yes, this specifically for me. I'm being fed by this content and I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um but yeah, overall I feel like there was nothing really to make fun of about their run. It just felt like they were like they were a little nervous because they were exploring the room, but they did everything very good. Every yeah. time they were like, "Oh, I almost slipped." They didn't actually almost slip. And when um I think Darius was nervous about using the rope as a zip line, they were just like, "Do it, man." Yeah. And he did. He just jumped on it and then did it just mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Uh, so really set up high expectations, I think, at the the beginning of this episode in that I was both charmed by them. Mm-hmm. And they did. They like went through pretty smoothly. Yeah. Without any yeah. any chaotic moments besides maybe that seesaw moment that they really played up <laughs> because that was the the most nerve wracking moment of their entire run. Yeah. yeah, they didn't, you know, freeze up when they got nervous, which is a really key factor, I think, that they were, you know, and maybe maybe screaming helps, honestly, you know, instead of trying mm-hmm. to pretend that you're not scared, <laughs> and you're not freaked out, um, you know, maybe screaming uh, is therapeutic somehow and, and keeps you keeps you moving on the course or singing a hymn, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. I assume that was made up that Darius was doing on the rope ladder. <laughs> yeah, that was a good part. Just like the little him that he wrote for himself to get through. I was like, you go, bud. I'm I'm glad that you've got this for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The only other thing that I particularly made note of was that when they were done, uh, which, of course, like Jalen slipping on that ball was heartbreaking. But Mm. uh, as we watched through the rest of it, I believe that that ball is impossible to get past. Yeah, Um, (laughs) it's an unfair obstacle. Yeah. Anyway, continue. No, I mean, I have feelings about the ball. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was totally unfair. It was, I mean, it's covered in the lava slime. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you do manage to land perfectly on the top, you would slip. Like, there's just no way. I don't believe that it was actually possible. No, there's Mm -hmm. nothing to grip on. And you can maybe, if you, if you leapt and like, hit one foot on it, you'd risk slipping and face planting anyway. But like that might be the only way to use it. It's kind of like a stepping stone. Yeah. But maybe like a thigh strength thing. I wonder I wonder if you I'm serious. I wonder if you could get, you know, if you get most of your body over it, you know, everyone was sort of focusing on trying to use the arms, right? To try to grab, mm-hmm. but there's nothing to grab. And I sort of wonder if you just squeeze really hard, if you had enough thigh muscles, if that would be enough <laughs> to keep you on, or if it's just too slick. I, I I suspect that you're right, that it is just too slick and that um, there's a pretty high chance that you're going to slide right off of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, signs point toward yes in this situation. <laughs> like, nobody did it. Uh, and so that was rough. And then also when they, f- when they finished their run, uh, and Rutledge Wood was like, all right, you guys come on up. Uh, I think they said, thanks, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I think they absolutely whipped his name <laughs> when they were saying thanks, to, like when he was ha- hailing them up there. And I was like, this is the best. Thanks for leaving that in for me. And again, another gift for Amanda specifically. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I didn't hear that, but that's amazing. Like, same. If I <laughs> if I just run an obstacle course for this guy I maybe didn't meet until now because yeah. he wasn't a producer that interviewed me or anything. Right. I would forget his name, too. I'm, yeah. I'm tired and covered in slime. Yeah, I am uh, uniquely predisposed to remember his name. And I still think that there would be a chance that I'd get that wrong uh, in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe maybe someone else had taken over for Rutledge that day, and it was actually Roman Mars from Ninety Nine Percent Invisible who was up there That's watching what I was them. Thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like uh, a thing for Roman to do right now. He's not busy, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he was probably wearing a full green screen suit. This is a peek behind the curtain of the media this and kind of like a <laughs> like a mocap suit and then they just did a virtual version of Rutledge Wood on top of him. Just like a like hologram. Yeah. Mm. Well, wow. maybe not in the moment, but uh, like afterward, as a as a special effect, kind of like in the Hobbit movies, mm-hmm. uh, Gollum, Andy Serkis wore the motion capture suit, and then they like uh, they did the animated Gollum inside. So it was Roman Mars there the whole time, but they had yeah. to put in a virtual Rutledge Wood. On Got top. it. So like Roman Mars is the uh, the Andy Serkis of competitive obstacle course game shows. Yes. Yeah. Right. He's the man behind the curtain, like un- unrecognized talent mm, for yeah. his for his very accurate hosting. He has, he has the body. He has the physicality of a game show host, but not the face for it. <laughs> got it. So yeah. they got to put in someone yeah. else. Who does the puns? Yeah. Is he also the, the pun puppet master or is that is that all Rutledge? Oh, I don't know. Well, that's I think that's the mystery for us to unpack then. Uh, maybe we can get yeah. Roman Mars on our podcast sometime to figure it out. I'm sure yeah, he's got yeah, plenty of time. Oh, I'm sure he yeah. does. <laughs> I mean, he's signing up for so many things. So many game shows need hosting. So I'm yeah. sure. Mm. Yeah. Take some time out of his uh, hopping the game show circuit schedule. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <Do a> podcast. <laughs> um, gosh, that would be wild. I The number of people that I have on my like wish list for this podcast to be a guest someday, Roman Mars was not on there before today. <laughs> but so, now he is. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to at least try, right? <laughs> I'm sure he would have something brilliant to say about like the architecture of these rooms or oh my gosh. like a surprisingly <gasps> deep conversation mm. that no one would expect, but that your mind would be blown afterward and you'd be like, yes, I've oh never thought God. about a rope swing or a, a extra sketchy wall like that before in my entire life. Yeah, I feel like we could just talk about one room and like one feature of one room for an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. Wild. Um, okay. Uh, so, sorry, my brain is <laughs> trying to think of a transition to talk about yeah. anything else, and I'm having a hard time. Um, <laughs> um, so our second team, the the Foxy Sisters, were the team that I think I took the most notes about uh, during <laughs> their run, just as a, like, y'all are a lot in a, a, a wonderful way. Like, yeah. I... I adore this team and how like incredibly intense they are (laughs) (laughs) there's there's our segue we're moving from an audio dream of uh the velvety smooth voice of roman mars to probably some audio guys weeping (laughs) as they were picking up the screaming from these three cows which listen i love it i respect it it was perfect but i also thought oh boy they've got to be they've got to be watching the waveforms like oh no this is gonna be a problem sure i actively heard the clipping like that Mm -hmm. they had turned down and i was like oh you Poor sound team. I'm so sorry. I could picture them like pulling their headphones off of their ears and wincing as they just like, well, all right. Mm-hmm. And they thought they had it for a little bit after mm-hmm. adjusting for Justin's screams. 
right. the previous <laughs> run. And then they were like, okay, maybe we'll do it. We'll be able to get the peaks, like get everything in that we need to. And then these girls came and just rocked their world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it was wild. I truly like Rutledge Wood even had a full quote of like, you know, I have three daughters myself and I have to warn you, this might get loud. <laughs> I feel like that was the energy that they brought to their run too, mm-hmm. like parallel with the the intensity of their screams was mm-hmm. just the the chaoticness yeah. of everything they did, every jump they made. I had no idea <laughs> what to expect. <laughs> and starting out with, I think, Emily, or it was either Emily or Izzy, uh, trying to go over towards the slide and starting out with, I can't reach. I was like, oh, honey. Yeah, that was <laughs> no, Emily. That's, yeah. that's the first step. Yeah. And you're, you've already said you're short, which doesn't bode well, but yeah. uh, <laughs> this feels like it's going to be a lot of complaining and a lot of near misses, which mm-hmm. it was, but it was a delight to watch. Yeah, I mean, they were attacking the course with such passion. I mean, and I think that that really worked for them. I mean, Emily almost wiped out on that first jump, but didn't and almost yep. got stuck in the slide, but didn't like kept kept going. And um, who was it who who made the jump on to the swing over to the bed who just like couldn't reach the rope? Was that Anne-Marie, I think? Um, yeah, couldn't yeah. reach the rope and just took a flying leap and managed to land her butt perfectly. Like she was yeah. just playing at the playground, like way better than, you know, the guys before her had done. Um, right. I mean, and it, it worked for them. Like it was it was loud and it was chaotic and it was extremely effective for the most part. Yeah, for for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, listen, they they had they had the height situation surely working against them. I mean, that's something we've talked about a lot. And surely 410 is is 410 the the shortest competitor who's been on floor yep. Flores Lava. It probably is. I mean, I feel like they would have told us if someone else was any shorter than that. And I it's the yeah. shortest height I've heard. Uh it was truly wild. Like the fact that Anne Marie was able to do any of it was mm-hmm. mind-blowing mm-hmm. i did like the intro was all about how they're short and gonna use the money for laser hair removal which like okay you do you <laughs> but like <laughs> as it cut to the room i was like this room with one very notable exception is one of the least like skewed toward if you're tall you'll just sort of win mm. of the ones we've seen this season i felt like yeah uh, with the exception of the uh the exit pass at the top of a rope but even so i was like boy 410 though (laughs) that's that's a bit of a feat uh but okay it made me really sad when Anne marie went out after so many jumps and near misses it was like she has to be invincible there's some like super mario star charm on her that (laughs) she's gonna stumble but end up prone on whatever platform that she's making it to. But the leap, I think, back from where the the four in a row piece was mm-hmm. uh, back to the the pink bed, just like it so was just too far. It I just was. I think I'm not sure there was any way she could have made it because it looked like she had a pretty good position to jump from, and that she was jumping towards a slightly closer corner. I I think maybe the height situation. I'm not sure she could have made it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch, especially because she was so good 
overall it going big sister mode and, you know, kind of making sure that everybody was sticking together and that they had a strategy and they knew what they needed to do next. Um, Yeah, it was it was (laughs) it was it was too bad. But she did so well up to that point. I think I think she should feel really good about her run overall. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I did also love that uh, once they were down to uh, one person and like the 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 double bogey brigade knew that like they were going to get to go to the volcano no matter what they were instantly cheering uh emily on like yeah they were so in it and they're like come on emily you can do it and i was like i love you <laughs> yep <laughs> come be my friends i would i would love to hang out with you sometime and also i had like mad middle child uh pride in that moment of like yeah you go emily <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was so it was so sweet to watch that happening um mm-hmm. and and then yeah, yeah emily like getting through and and being the one who finally gets across was uh, just like it was heartwarming and like exciting and i was so here for it it was so great yeah i really felt for her at the end of it and was like i want her to, as as the bogey boys whatever their name was double bogey <laughs> Game. we're <laughs> cheering for her <laughs> yeah i i was cheering in my heart too mm-hmm. just like she's gotta make it they've been through so much <laughs> yeah well and then to kind of like get into it the the third team the big top besties mm-hmm. rutledge is like their trapeze artists to the two teams up on the on the balcony with him and the fact that none of them like cussed in that moment was mind-blowing to me because i did in my living room i was like that's not fair did we talk about that at some point as like one of the we talked about rock climbers and what what skills we thought would be most useful and i believe circus performers came up at some point yeah like it was absolutely i i couldn't believe it like they were uh you know doing their little intro interview and uh torrance was like we feel bad for the other teams because we're better than them we're gonna win and i was like yeah yeah you are (laughs) that's not this is so unfair (laughs) i mean like a power to them like they were incredible in their own ways like i couldn't handle it when uh when aj was on a rope and instead of using the seesaw to get the exit pass at the top of the rope, she just climbed it. <laughs> yeah, it made it look easy. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And like every time one of them was going to swing across on a rope, they like locked their leg on it and they did a really good job. Yeah. I was like, you guys are pros. I don't understand. I don't understand how this could go any way other than you just winning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to learn that rope thing. I, I don't know when it will ever come up, but I need I need to know how to do that where you sort of wrap, wrap the, the leg. <laughs> With the rope, because I, I just happen. I feel like it's going to come up. I don't know. There's going to be some situation with a vine I have to swing on in some sort of Indiana Jones scenario. I don't know. It's going to come up. I know mm-hmm. it. I need to know yeah. how. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to get out of quicksand. If yeah. cartoons from our childhood taught us anything, it's that at any moment you'll have to swing on a vine. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. And so that's why this podcast and watching this show is so productive. It's like you're getting experience. <laughs> you're getting the opportunity to like watch a professional do it. And then you will mm-hmm. learn and you will be... Uh, you'll be able to save yourself or your horse or whoever from quicksand someday. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a PSA yeah. for everyone listening. Watch this episode of Flores Lava for your own life and health and safety. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. That's a science fact. Thank you, Sari. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but it's also a science fact that hubris is the downfall of any person, <laughs> even a, even a trapeze artist, because you know the moment it went bad. As soon as Torrance said, "I don't need the rope," I was like, uh, "This is it. Incorrect. This is the moment." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what. I didn't know in what ways it was going to go bad or how. But as soon as he was like, "I don't need it." I was, I was like, like, this is it. <laughs> no, no, bud, you need it. Why would you say no to a tool? You can't uh-huh. just do that. <laughs> yeah, a tool that you're so used to working with. Right. We've seen you hook your leg. You can use it, no problem. It'll be a breeze. Like, why? Why would you try and take that jump? <laughs> Plain. It, it broke my heart. Like, yeah. truly. I was like, bud, bud. And I feel like all of their, well, not Mars. But everybody else's failures started from hubris because mm-hmm, yeah. he was like, I don't need this rope. And then AJ was like, I'm just going to lean forward and check this ball. And I was like, yeah, why, why? Why would you not commit and just do a jump? Why, why would you mm-hmm. do it this way? Yeah, you I don't know. If she what was, are you doing she to was, me? Maybe she was thinking that she could use that. Like, I mean, because she had sort of done that before with getting a hand Mm. on an object and then getting her leg out. And maybe she didn't realize quite how far away it was and that that wasn't going to work in this scenario. And then once you've gotten in that position, it's sort of like, well, this is a problem, you know. Um, (laughs) So but yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, I don't know. I sort of wonder if maybe it wasn't pride necessarily as potentially overthinking what they were doing and the and the tactic that they needed to use like the seesaw might have been easier than climbing the rope i would i suspect mm-hmm. that for aj it was probably easier to and safer to climb the rope but um you know that rope from uh from the treehouse to the bed is basically a zip line right though some of those obstacles are attached to the ceiling on a track and i wonder if when uh i believe that torrent said something about noticing that it was a zip line if yeah. he suspected that if he tried to swing the other direction, that the rope might have enough not have enough play in it to actually, like you know, accurately land you where you wanted, as opposed to pulling you away from where you were trying to go. Um, mm-hmm. So I I do wonder if maybe because Anne Marie tried the same thing, tried jumping off of that platform to try to hit the fort right um, yeah. before landing on the bed. So I think I think that maybe people were sort of expecting different behaviors from that rope than what was actually happening, um, and it might have made them make some bad calls but i mean you're always one bad call away from the lava basically (laughs) yeah you're always one bad call away from the lava that's so true (laughs) another life lesson from this podcast yeah (laughs) anytime in your life you're one bad call away from the lava (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it was rough it was it was rough to watch because i i had been so confident on their behalf and they were very confident in themselves and i think justifiably so to be like oh well, now Mar can't even, Mar basically had no chance once the other two yeah. went out because mm-hmm. she couldn't get over the thing and getting like backtracking from there looked basically impossible. Uh, and so I was like, well, they had like two minutes to have Mar get out and still beat uh, beat the sisters. But she just had no routing to do it. It was it was rough. It was rough to see. It broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. She almost had that backtrack, too, because her hands mm-hmm. were on the rope, but then she was trying to use her foot to get the sort of circular platform at the base of it. And that was where, like, her foot her foot missed. I did notice she was wearing, like, uh, like slip-on, like, kind of vans, which probably have 
really good you know flexibility which is probably really useful but not great traction and i wonder if that might yeah. have been part of it at that point does mar need is she never got an exit pass does she need to get one in order to leave yep okay yeah she still had to get that too um but mm-hmm. you know i could see her like going around and maybe getting that uh extra uh chip pulled so that she could climb up it from the other side and mm-hmm. and grab it real quick but even then i mean she had 2 minutes to do it and they were quick like i feel like she maybe could have maybe but it would have been tough no matter yeah. what and then oh my gosh and then we get to the volcano <laughs> where i i don't know what you guys think but it felt pretty obvious to me that the reason it was 2v2 at the end instead of 3v3 like it uh should normally be was mm-hmm. that Anne-Marie was so short that she would not be able to reach that uh that TV antenna to like spin around to the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so cuz I mean they were they were both on tiptoes to reach it at all and it was still close. Like they could have fallen right. there just trying right. to reach it. And the other two they've got five inches on Anne-Marie. That's not nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> imagine a 410 woman trying to reach that. Like, no wonder they were like, so this is unfair. And <laughs> we're going to at least let the people who can reach, uh, only them have to go so that you're not sitting here waiting for this last person to maybe never get across. Mm. Yeah. And it's already going to be hard enough, as we saw, for the five foot three people to get to the handholds on the volcano which were definitely spaced for taller people Mm -hmm. than that uh there were there were not hand and footholds at a at a reasonable distance for shorter folks i will also say so this is the only episode of season two you've watched right this is true yes okay so ain't nobody done well in this part like okay good to know yeah yeah yeah. it is so slippery the handhold placement is almost irrelevant um because even if you're taller like the only thing being taller gets you is like maybe you have a running leap and you just skip them all together and you grab onto the Mm. ledge because it it is really tough um and so that part is a struggle for everybody but this is the first time we've seen someone fall into the lava yeah, uh, in this is. section, too. Uh, so that was like, oh, dang. And even both of their falls, like Izzy and Emily fell into the lava almost identically, too, which yeah. was even more like, <laughs> oh, you, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was rough to watch. They tried so hard to, I mean, they were really struggling to get a purchase and they were coming close. I mean, you could see that they would sort of get, you know, a little bit of a a little bit of a foothold or a little bit of a handhold and they just couldn't quite find another spot. Like when Emily fell, she was almost on the first ledge, but she was trying to find a good grip at the top, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of where that pool of lava is. And I'm sure because she was shorter, she couldn't see. So she was just trying to feel and it's all slick. And she went from kind of a nice big rock that she might've been able to grip and her hand went sideways into a little dip that was full of lava. And I was like, oh no, she's, (laughs) she's out. And that was what fell (laughs) first was that hand went and she just couldn't, she couldn't stay on there because it's too slick. Mm -hmm. It takes so much upper body strength. And even that's not enough to compensate when it's that slippery. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Listening to your podcast, this is another thing. I wasn't sure what to picture for this final volcano mm-hmm. and, and listening to your season two episodes of your podcast. And it looked like you said it was hard, but this looked even harder than I pictured in my head. Like yeah. the amount, the sheer amount of goo everywhere. It's yeah. like everywhere. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it it is so. And it's really surprising to me that. Uh, and I guess I never heard you say anyone fell in, but that no one has fallen in before Izzy and Emily, because I feel like I would slip just trying to get a first handhold <laughs> right. on that because it's it's like so goopy. And people um, have people have slipped, but they've slipped back to that platform right at the bottom. Nobody's mm. missed that platform before. Um, Got it. And so it was watching people slide and slide off to the side instead of straight back was <laughs> oof it was heartbreaking that was rough yeah yeah Izzy and Emily did so well on the weather vane and then the transfer like across yeah. those sort of chimneys they were faster probably than any of the other teams had been except maybe one of the early ones where there was a guy who was really tall who just kind of did it in one step but I mean yeah. they were just attacking that course so if they couldn't get up the volcano it was not on them is what i would say yeah i think they're i think they're innocent in this i think they just yes. couldn't they just couldn't yeah. it, it was it was heartbreaking but also you know we did get another you know right here toward the end another really good justin scream <laughs> react to izzy falling in and that was another <laughs> gift yeah that was great yes the i think rutledge said i'm not sure who was more surprised emily or justin <laughs> yeah it was the best shot of the entire episode and so whoever good. whichever camera person got that thank you to <laughs> them award. specifically for yeah an, <laughs> i would like a to daytime make an emmy award. yes yeah <laughs> i will get a little lava lamp award made i did you know, I've I've got experience with this uh, when when Griffin finished uh, his trial by Fieri run uh, mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel. I did get him a little <laughs> hot dog trophy. Uh, you did? Oh, with, I haven't like, seen this. Oh, yeah. It was his it. birthday present. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it so Beautiful. much. I'll send Beautiful. you a picture later. But um, it was so great. And so I'm saying. I I have experience finding really weird trophies. I will make this for you, cameraman and maybe <laughs> editor. Whoever needs it, like I'm here for you. Please reach out cuz you made my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be featured on that uh one perfect shot. Yes. Right? Is, is it uh, a Twitter yes. or an Ava DuVernay show? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just uh, <laughs> you should be invited onto that show to talk about this. Uh, in reality TV, the reaction shot to to rule all reaction shots. Truly. Yeah. Um, I just had a question. What do you think happens if no one if everyone falls off the volcano? I have <laughs> because no the idea. whole team <laughs> Emily and Izzy were gone, and at that point Justin and Darius could just go but if they slipped then what would Rutledge do I don't know You're like well I don't know <laughs> the lava the lava's the winner today yeah uh-huh. congratulations I truly had that moment of like so does nobody get the money if they all fall because they were still slipping pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah well, Justin was still like lingering at the bottom because he was clearly scared after watching both Izzy and Emily fall yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm debating I mean, whether the volcano wins that day or Rutledge gets the trophy or Rutledge gets the trophy, but only if he can climb the volcano. I kind oh of I kind of feel like there's a tiebreaker scenario between everyone else in the volcano at that point and Rutledge has to climb it. But um, I would love that. I'm basing this on nothing. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's just a fever dream. It's just what mm-hmm. we want to see. But I yeah, do want to see it. It's Roman Mars versus Rutledge Wood <laughs> uh, trying to climb to the top of Volcano for who gets the fun trophy. Yeah. <laughs> and host the show. Yeah. Full time with again, your face. Yep. Ooh, man. What a what a prize. What a gift for Roman. Like, you know, he doesn't get to have his face out anywhere. Maybe this is what it takes. Maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. if everybody falls in, it becomes Roman and Rutledge and they, you know, they compete for the the opportunity to be the face of this show going forward. I love that. And then yeah. and then Rutledge has to be the mocap body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he jobs. can see what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, he can test out the different jobs in the industry, work his way back up to full time host <laughs> or just the guy who comes in for some green screen work or voice work only. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to cry. Oh, boy. Do we do we have to uh, issue a formal apology to Roman Mars at some point? Here, <laughs> nope. Just in case. No, I feel like there is nothing to apologize for. I, I, I stand by everything we've said. It would be great. <laughs> I think Roman knows how much we love and respect him and yes. his work. Yeah. And Rutledge, too. I do feel like Roman Mars would make a really good shoe choice. Um, I don't I don't know whether he'd, he'd go too far into fashion, but I feel I feel like he has the qualifications to choose good shoes for volcano climbing, uh, yeah. potentially mm-hmm. giving him an advantage over Rutledge. Yeah, that's true. As usual, and being extremely on brand, worrying primarily about people's <laughs> shoe choices. <laughs> it matters. It does matter. No, it's so true. It's just even talking to you about it on a weekly basis, I don't remember to think about the shoes very much. And I'm so glad you're here for me in that regard. <laughs> does Okay, this is a good question now. Does Rutledge have good shoes to do the course? Because I noticed in the last shot, he made it across the weather vane monkey bars somehow mm-hmm. and it was standing on a little like island in the middle of the or one of like the rooftops. Yeah, I think yeah. your chimneys, I believe. OK. Yeah, uh, he does that in most of the episodes. We don't always mm-hmm. end up looking back at him, but I've seen him even doing the like the swing across. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, they've got to be good enough to at least manage that much. Mm-hmm. And we got story <laughs> time with him at the mm-hmm. beginning of this episode as well. Uh, so we had to get over there somehow. Maybe they have a little boat that they put him in. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's impossible. Um, They've got to have a boat or something. I mean, he's been on the course at the beginning most episodes. I feel like it's been all, but I can't say that with like 100% certainty. And so like he's been in there while Lava's going, just standing there uh, multiple times. So he's got to have at least semi-decent shoes in addition mm-hmm. to the fact that he's got to be wearing stuff that he doesn't mind getting a little grody. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll try to remember <laughs> to look closely. We only have one more episode out right now. So mm-hmm. uh, so I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. I'm very curious about how much he runs the course in, for that reason, too, Anne. And like he started out on the course. And if he messes up, if he has to leap to that bed with a book in hand and then he messes up and falls in. <laughs> Do they have to reset everything? Do they have to get him another set of roofy pajamas and another book that aren't goofy? Seems like a waste of production time. Yeah, surely but... they've got a little dinghy, a little inflatable yeah. boat, and they just kind of have somebody row him out there. Yeah, a PA. It's very, it's <laughs> like, job uh, is... what's it, Washington crossing the Delaware, the, the painting? Yeah. He's just standing oh, in the prow God. of this this rubber boat while PA rolls him, uh, gets him out there. Yeah. To, to the, like, two people who 
listen to the show who are on the Flores Lava production team, I'm begging you to get me this shot. I'm begging. <laughs> I want yes, it so one bad. Behind the scenes photo, please. <laughs> yes. We won't share it with anyone. Yeah, please Text just it to Amanda specifically. Yeah. DM me. I promise I won't share it unless you say it's okay. I will I will show Anne and now Sari because Sari was here while we had the idea. Like, but that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Uh, well, Sari, uh, as is tradition on our show, we usually ask our guests uh, who their like dream team would be to be on uh, Flores Lava with. Like, who do you think you would mesh with really well to make like a, a successful or at least entertaining team uh, on the show? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be real people or not, depending on your vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do real people, but people I, that definitely don't know me to, to hit that sweet middle spot. Um, so I'm a big fan of The Amazing Race, which is why these obstacle course shows are my jam. And I love doing Amanda and I did an escape room kind of situation yeah. together. Gosh, it was that was very fun. fun. It was called Bodeborg in Boston. So I love puzzles, physical puzzles, challenges. Um, and The Amazing Race is one of my favorite challenge shows. And there's a team called Team Fun that's Becca and Floyd. Uh, They were on two seasons. They were on like one season where they didn't know each other to start and they were paired up randomly. And then they made it quite far Mm. in the season without spoiling anything. And then were brought back as all stars because they're so lovable. Becca's a rock climber. Uh, Floyd is like a band director. He's just cheery. He's so fun. They're both. (laughs) Really clever and look so happy just to be doing all the traveling and obstacles of the Amazing Race. And I think my greatest weakness when it comes to a show like this is that I don't think I'd make good TV. I don't think I'm loud enough. I don't think I'm funny enough. And so Becca and Floyd would bring the TV (laughs) superstardom, (laughs) the arm strength that I don't have, and the like the chatter, the banter with the camera. So I would mostly be there just for fun, just to like make it as far as I can and then fall into the lava when I inevitably can't hold on to a monkey bar. Uh, monkey but bars, then they man. would finish the course and be be the stars of it. And I would love that for them. Yeah. Be team fun plus one. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. I mean, just to say, having done that escape room thing with you, you know, uh, you definitely, I feel like, in the right situations, get plenty enthusiastic and loud. Uh, you know, we, we had a good time yelling and screaming while we were trying to do that boot camp thing when uh, you, me, and uh, your partner, like, absolutely could not do monkey bars and just didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, we gave up. We uh, did. That, that is the thing of I... I would train for this show. If I knew I was going to be on mm-hmm. The Floor is Lava, I would do some workouts to try and get a non-zero amount of arm strength. Mm. So really, I would love to just do it because yeah. it'd be fun and mildly embarrassing. But that's yes. what you're expecting <laughs> by going on. So true. So true. Uh, Well, Sari, it's been absolutely awesome to have you on the show. I'm so glad we got to chat. Where can people find you? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. This was delightful. Yeah. Uh, even though I don't have no floors, lava knowledge, or now minimal uh, knowledge. <laughs> uh, it was very, very fun. But you can find me on Twitter at C.E. Riley. And I have a list of all the things 
that I do there. But if you want to listen to me talk more science, uh, I have a podcast called SciShow Tangents that I co-host with my friends Hank and Sam. And we release that weekly. Yeah. SciShow awesome. Tangents is like one of my favorites. So good. I love it. We yeah. didn't even ask you any any geology questions that you didn't know the answer yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was ready. I had the t- I had the tab up. What are the different kinds of basaltic lava flows and how do they form? Oh, <laughs> Just no. to talk okay, about so wait, so wait, lava. which lava flow would you want to climb up? Because, yeah. you know, obviously that one was not was not working out. Is there is there is there a picture maybe of something that looks like really climbable? Yeah, I think you would want the slow one. So there's um a lot of lava flows or at least that I can find are named after Hawaiian words. Mm-hmm, sure. And so I can't pronounce them. But uh there's like a apostrophe A, which I think is pronounced ah uh, uh, which is like rough and jagged lava. Mm-hmm. And then there's pahoho, which is smooth and billowy or ropey surface. Mm-hmm. And I think the pahoho would be it because it looks like there are just so many other handholds and footholds mm-hmm. in nice. it. But I don't know, like a lot more like crab crevices, crags sure. to, to dig into. So I would say that one probably. And it just looks like a burnt marshmallow, which is very (laughs) pleasing. Yeah. Also win-win there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing some semblance of uh, like scientific integrity to the show. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm here anytime you need a, a, in quotes, heavy quotes, science expert. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll text you next time it comes up for sure. (laughs) Great. I love that. Thank you for, to Dr. Popular for the use of the theme song Lava as the uh, intro and outro of our show. He's got more music on Bandcamp, and that's linked in our episode description. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and no apologies to Roman Mars, because all's fair and lava and. Lower! <laughs> <laughs> thank you for standing your ground, Anne. I appreciate it. <laughs> No apologies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll all tag him in the replies. Yes. It'll be very a cool and normal day for Roman Mars. <laughs> yeah, everybody at Roman Mars. No, don't. I, I don't, can't please, do it. No, don't. Don't, don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't, I can't. Don't, no, don't. don't. <laughs> please, he can't know we exist no. unless we meet him in a very highly professional context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I can't have uh, us showing up at, you know, PodCon, the return, and having Roman Mars be like, um, hmm, aren't you the one who made people tweet at me about yeah. being on Flores Lava? <laughs> no, we, we are not. Yeah. We are not big enough to have beef with Roman Mars by a long shot. No. No, no, please don't. I'm begging. Nor do I want to. No, no. Like, he's so... He's lovely. Like, no. <laughs> he's such a wonderful person. I don't want to have any beef. Yes. No beef. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>